yo, yo, what up, my fellow RDs? Can you guys believe that three of the 17 roundtable rendezvous are in the books? Because I cannot. I felt like I've been planning this. Well, I have been planning this since like February, but it's crazy that it's happening and that they're amazing and it's been really cool so far. So we'll get into that more in just a little bit, but life update. I feel like I really need sound effects for all of these things, but I'm just going to make that the life update sound effect. So life update. Aggressive. Anyway, (laughs) so I am coming at you on a Monday evening with soda water, iced soda water. Get wild, get crazy kids. Um, But tomorrow I'm actually heading to a different continent, continent, continent. I think I told you guys last week that I'm going to Australia. I found a solid, solid deal for a round trip flight for less than a grand. So, you know, I hopped on it. Actually, not only was it less than a grand, it was like 800 bucks, which is absolutely insane. There is a significant layover both ways, but it's in Fiji. So like, I don't think I'm that mad about it. And I'm definitely going to post some pictures about it. So be sure to follow on stories. Who knows? I might make a reel if I feel inspired, Um, but I'm super stoked to be able to see my husband and to potentially connect with some fellow RDs in Australia and honestly, maybe get some sleep. I have been told twice this week. So on Saturday, I spoke to a medium for dogs. She's a medium for humans as well, but she can also medium dogs on Saturday morning. And I'll explain that in a bit, but like she like tapped into like what I needed first. And she's like, girl, you need some sleep. Like you cannot run like this forever. And I've been feeling this way for like three or four weeks now. Like I've been running on E and like gas pedal going all the time. And like, that's like human design perspective wise, that is so not healthy for me. I should be working like four hours a day on things that light me up. However, I feel like I have way more on my plate than I can handle right now. And it was just a really good reminder to hear it from someone else, you know? And then I had like a Reiki healer 2573 or whatever, like reach out to me on Instagram. And like, obviously this person wanted compensation, but sent me like five or six messages before asking for compensation. And like, we'll see, you know, we'll see. That was very kind of them. I didn't ask for it, but appreciate it. And they kind of said the same thing. So like, I feel like I'm just giving out the I need sleep vibe right now. And hopefully Australia will give me some space and time to be able to lean into that because I'm going to be a whole ass day ahead of the people I'm speaking to here. So maybe I can feel caught up. Who knows? We shall see. Or Jet lag is going to kick my ass. One of the two. Oh, God, I forgot about jet lag. Oh, that shit sucks. So, yeah, we're going to see. We'll see. We'll see. You know, we'll see. I'll tune in for tune in next week to see the chronicles of Chell being either very well rested or really struggling from lack of sleep because of being two days ahead of like her actual time zone. I don't know, man. But that is my upcoming week. And let me get a little bit more, I guess, into the dog medium stuff. So like my dog. Luna has some pretty bad anxiety and she's sitting on the floor in my room right now. So she's definitely listening to this conversation. So, hey girl, hey, sorry, loons. I don't mean to be sharing your story with the world, but hopefully that's okay. Anyway, she has some pretty bad anxiety and like 
before we got her from the Humane Society, she was returned to the Humane Society just a couple of days after being rescued by her first human. And like, I wanted to know what was up with that. Like, why did that human, like what happened to her that she's like so anxious because we've had her since she was 12 weeks old. So something really traumatic must have happened in the first 12 weeks. And that does seem to be the case. So like she was bitten by her brother, like that's some shit. And then she was like a farm dog and like doesn't have the persona to be a farm dog. Like she needs to feel supported. She needs to feel loved. She needs warm food. Her words, not mine through the medium, not like she was like, mom, I need more food, warm food, you know, like anyway, what I'm trying to say is she had a rough couple of first weeks of her life. And like, I'm so grateful that she's in our lives and vice versa, I'm sure. But um, yeah, it was just really interesting to like learn what happened to her and like have some confirmation as to what happened to her and like you guys can stop listening now if you're not hippy if you're not hippy dippy enough for this i probably should have put in a a warning before i went into all of this but if this doesn't resonate with you why are you here you know you can leave I'm not trying to be rude i'm just trying to be real so yeah that was that was a really cool conversation with her and i feel more connected to luna now which is really awesome cuz I mean, she and I have been on literally like a worldwide journey at this point. Also, (laughs) I didn't tell the medium anything, right? So like, what's really funny is that a couple of things like she said were like, the only way she would like the medium would know this is if she saw our house or like she saw Luna and like, we were just chatting on the phone. So she had no indication of like what the house looks like. But from Luna, she's like, it's pretty nice living with grandma and grandpa, like my parents, right? Because I'm, again, recording from my high school bedroom in my parents' home as a 30-year-old adult. Anyway, um, Luna was like, yeah, like living with grandma and grandpa is pretty cool, but like I don't like their music and it's really loud. And my parents do play like jazz or like resonant beats or like like soffleggio music. And it's really funny because my dad's like, oh, Luna loves this music, like because she's kind of chill with it, but like she's just a pretty chill dog. And other than the anxiety piece, but like, it's so funny because she's like, yeah, no, I don't like their music and they play it really loud. And then it was also noted that like, specifically, she's like, yeah, like when I lay in the living room downstairs, I can hear grandma's footsteps upstairs and they're also really loud. And I'm just like, dude, like you can't make this shit up. And it's so funny because my mom has very heavy footfalls and you can definitely hear them from basically anywhere in the house whether you're on the first floor or the second floor so it's really funny that like those were luna's notes of living here i just thought that was funny (sighs) okay guys well that was my weekend other than like you know hosting the roundtable rendezvous the first one in vegas nbd kind of bd super stoked about it so i'm gonna give you guys the little rundown on that i don't necessarily have like a major takeaway for today but i think what i've learned from three roundtables now I think is going to be really valuable and should maybe also help you hone in on the importance of networking and why to network. So let's break down the roundtable rendezvous in Vegas. So the roundtable rendezvous recap. Nope, that's not what I called it last week. Roundtable rendezvous rundown. There we go. I should really make sure my marketing is clear and consistent, you know? Anyway, So the roundtable rendezvous rundown, say that five times fast. I won't because that's a waste of time, but you count on your end if you really want to. Pause it and then say it now. Okay, cool. I don't know how fast you said it, but hopefully that was enough time. Anyway, 
So this round table, I'm going to break this down for you guys, right? Like externally, it may look crazy successful. And I stoked about that. I feel like I'm making an impact some days. And some days I feel like I'm speaking uh, to the ethers. I don't know if that's the right verbiage, but like some days I feel like I'm not making an impact and that's some shit. However, in Vegas, so I went to, I like did my internship here, right? Like through UNLV, so grateful that they gave me this really cool opportunity and I got to meet some really cool people through it. Um, I, some of the best like preceptors I could have asked for, like came, came from that experience. And like, it's been really cool because over the last couple of weeks, I've also been able to meet up with these preceptors that I haven't seen in like five or six years. And it's really cool to see where their journeys have taken them and where my journey has taken me and to kind of just, you know, be able to like lift each other up in that way. So that's been super cool. As far as the roundtable rendezvous piece of it goes, I'm going to be real. Last Monday, I think, so like a week ago today, I was having a mini panic attack because I only had one person signed up for this past Saturday. And I ended up reaching out to her and I was like, yo, I don't think we can do this. Like, it's just going to be you and me, you know? And that's scary. One, to admit it. And then two, it's scary because I've reached out to probably 120 people in the Valley. And I knew about 20%, maybe 25% of them personally. And there was a decent amount of ghosting, which is a bummer. And there was a decent amount of, oh, this is really cool, but... It's either, but I have to work, but I have plans or, but some other excuse, you know? Um, So that was really interesting to me. And I think the, the three of us who were at the space on Saturday were kind of able to distill it down to a couple of things. And I'm probably not going to share that on here. I know I teased it. I'm sorry. But I think we were able to distill it down to a couple of things. And it's really interesting how pervasive something can be to affect the culture of an entire city, right? To affect the dietitian culture of an entire city. And it's interesting because like I was excited, but also frustrated that of the 120 plus people I reached out to, only two came, right? Like those are really shit statistics. That's literally less than 0% um, of or less than 1% of like people coming who I reached out to. And that could be frustrating, but I think it's also just a brilliant reminder that how necessary what I'm doing is for the dietitian population nationwide, right? Like not just here in Vegas. Obviously, Vegas is a microcosm of a dietitian culture, and I'm sure there's a variety of other cities that have their own dietitian culture. But I think as a whole, this reinforces that our field may not be ready to collaborate yet. And especially in like the clinical standpoint, right? Because there's a uh, maybe a handful of private practice dietitian groups here. And then in addition to that, maybe a handful of like per- like one person private practices. So there, there are significantly more RDs in the clinical space. And actually the two RDs who attended on Saturday are in the clinical space. And I think that that's really interesting, right? Because they at least are in the mindset of maybe making some changes towards making things more collaborative or at least networking, right? Like open to networking. And I think that that's huge. And fun fact, they didn't know each other. 
Meaning that even though we think we know everyone in this small city, right? Because, okay, Vegas is over like a million people now. However, 15 years ago, it wasn't. And like when I went to high school here, like people knew each other and like it was still small town vibes and it's still kind of small town vibes. But I think it's really cool because like even though we think it's still small town vibes, like we still don't know people, you know? And I think that that's also really important to remember. So going back to all of this, even though it was frustrating and I was also simultaneously excited, but like also frustrated that only two people came, two people came, right? And I think that's also a reflection of the RD culture that exists here. And maybe you find it to be a similar culture in your city too. And like, that sucks, you know, that we don't feel as connected to our colleagues or others in our field as not that we should I'm not trying to should on anyone but like that we could right like we could be so much more connected we could uplift each other and that's not necessarily the vibe and it stems from a lot of things but I think ultimately it stems from our undergrad the competition that is bred into us looking around the room and being like okay cool these are my friends but they're also my competition to continue on in this DPD program to apply to a DI at this school so I don't have to leave the city you know that shit's scary and it's real but we don't have to take that into our field as well and I think that was one really huge takeaway that came away from this weekend again the conversation was completely different than the two conversations we had in Austin and actually that's really cool because I think each city is going to have its own, it's going to have its own unique take, right? Because like each city is going to be a micro environment of dietitians. But I think at the end of all of this, I mean, I can't really make a prediction, but let's make a prediction for the end of all of these sessions that maybe we'll have it distilled down to a couple of major points per city, which can then translate into a couple of major points for the country and what we can work on together as dietitians, as a field. Wow. That was like the first time I've thought that through. That's actually really fucking cool that this could happen at the end of that. I don't know what my goal was for all of this. It was really just to like be able to interact with people that I've met and also like introduce me, my concepts and other people into like other people. You know what I mean? I think I was only thinking of the networking and the like small level impact that this could have. Not that necessarily I would be taking things away from this, but I'm actually super stoked that I'm able to take things away from this because I think it gives me a different perspective with which to one, approach different events and then two, to maybe genuinely change our field. Holy shit, guys. Why do I not have a beer for this endeavor? Oh my God. Whew, that was heavy and exciting and scary all at the same time. <laughs> um, but yeah, mm, you know what's really interesting? So similarly to what came up in Austin, if you recall, like dietitians of different POVs. So we had RDs here who kind of vibed, right? Like culturally vibed and like we're kind of on the same wavelength, like um, from like a niche perspective and like how they work with clients. So I think those were all similar, but you know, you know, I brought up a question cause I do have questions ahead of time just to like facilitate conversation, but you know, I brought up a question of like, have you seen collaboration happen and have you collaborated yourself? 
And the have you collaborated yourself question, I think, was a bit more challenging to answer because being in the clinical setting, there aren't necessarily opportunities like being an entrepreneur or a solopreneur to collab on a reel or to collab on a post or a blog or I don't know, things that like content creation, right? There aren't necessarily those opportunities in the clinical space. However, there are still opportunities in the clinical space to like bring dietitians together and like both of them have colleagues. Maybe they're not besties with all of their colleagues, but I think for work things, you have to get along to some extent. You don't need to be besties with the person that you're collaborating with in a clinical setting, but you can definitely make an impact and make a difference even if you're in the clinical setting as a contractor, right? Like there's opportunities where maybe it's not through that company that you're doing something, but as long as it's not a conflict of interest with that company, maybe you and your colleagues are able to create something for the mutual community that you're working with, right? There's opportunity out there, guys. And maybe, maybe it's not even collaboration yet. Maybe it's just bringing those people together outside the work environment in like a super low-key suggesting drama free you can't you can't like say oh my god it's drama free right like you can't make that happen but like if you can kind of create like a light airy vibe who knows like those people one might turn into friends and then two you might be more apt to work with them like outside of your normal like charting seeing patients kind of situation right who knows second piece is one of the rds brought up like, oh, but I can't stand the RDs who do like pseudoscience or like, I, I don't understand how people can recommend the ketogenic diet. Can we, can we stop for a second? So I've said this on the last two episodes now, dude, as long as you see the results for your client and you have at least, at least a handful of papers to back up what you're doing, dude, I don't care what you do as a dietitian, right? If, okay, just don't be like, eat the applesauce, jump on your head three times and wiggle your toes simultaneously and you will lose all of the weight that you need to lose, right? Like that's, that's obvious bullshit. However, I think specifically with the ketogenic diet, like, um, issue, that's not the right thing. Specifically with the ketogenic diet, there are people like non-dietitians, there are people out there who are going to want to try out the ketogenic diet, right? Wouldn't you rather, this is what I posed, wouldn't you rather they work with a dietitian who understands the ins and outs of keto, who can help them understand the ins and outs of keto and make sure that they do it safely and make sure that they are getting the micronutrients they need and the macronutrients they need. Wouldn't you rather a dietitian do that then the person who's going to seek out doing keto anyway, work with someone who doesn't have credentials, isn't a health coach, didn't even go to school for this, but they happened to figure out the keto diet on their own and they lost all this weight. And now because they did it and they're just a human who figured it out, they can help other people do it too. That sounds unsafe as fuck. So I was like, yo, wouldn't you rather them work with a dietitian? And she was like, when you put it that way, bruh, 100%. So that's why I don't think we need to, I don't think we should discriminate. This is, I'm going to shit on you real hard. I don't think we should 
discriminate like what our fellow colleagues do because there is a client out there who's going to do it whether they're working with a dietitian or not. They're going to find something online and they're going to be like, oh, I need to do this, right? So maybe it is counting macros, right? Wouldn't you rather them do that with a dietitian? Come on, dude. Let's be smart about this. <sighs> I feel like I need another mic drop, but I don't want to break my mic. So metaphorical mic drop. Know what I'm saying? <sighs> you guys get what you, you understand what I'm saying, though? Because like, I think it's so much better for us as dietitians not not the expert shit again but like to be the support that they need in a safe way right like we can we know how to google or check out the dietitian resource library by one of my favorite rds her name is rochelle go check out the dietitian resource library actually she has a bunch of information that she just put together research based for the ketogenic diet specifically so highly recommend um, she's also also one of the sponsors for the Roundtable Rendezvous. So shout out Rochelle. Hey girl. Hey. Um, but what I'm trying to say is there there are things out there that are research based for the ketogenic diet, not just for epilepsy, right? Like in the last couple of years, maybe the last decade, it has become more popular. So they can still do things evidence based. It's not hokey pokey. What I'm trying to say is there's different ways to practice. There's not one way to practice. There's also not one size fits all weight loss for every client, right? Like some people really benefit from working with a dietitian with a traditional weight loss model and caloric like intake logging, right? Like some people that really, really, really works for and they don't take it overboard and become like obsessed on the other end. And for others, they do and they need something a little bit more loving and a little bit more lenient right and that's where weight inclusivity or haze comes into play and that's okay too guys i'm not saying fucking sit around singing kumbaya around a campfire but like we also don't have to be shitting on each other think about that so that's kind of what i learned this weekend and again it was a completely different conversation and i'm learning so much from this and i'm just so grateful for this opportunity um, but yeah, next piece of this is networking. So whether you come to buy events or you go to another dietitian networking event, other than fancy, please, other than fancy, because that isn't really a conducive environment. There's way too many people there to like genuinely network and genuinely connect with someone. So my recommendation is try and find smaller events to go to. Maybe it's a state event, maybe it's a city event, or maybe it is one of the roundtable rendezvous coming to a city near you. Hey, hey. I'll say what cities um, that I'm coming to at the end of this pod. But I want to talk about the networking skills you need. You've probably listened to the podcasts like this whole season. And if you haven't, highly recommend going back to season three, episode one, which is, I think, five episodes ago. Damn, I don't know where, dude, the last five weeks have just whooshed by. Um, but definitely go back because I give you practical skills to take away and some funny stories of lessons that I've learned along the way but for networking. And if you want to hone in on your networking skills, I've created a masterclass for it. Unfortunately, you missed it live, but I'm not mad at you. It's okay because you can snag the replay. Um, I'm actually going to put the link down here uh, in the show notes so that you can check words so that you can take a look at it and click on the linky pooski. So 
what we go over in that hour and 20 minute session is the quite literal how to read a room, how to read body language, not just like, oh, read the room, duh. I give you practical examples and practical like takeaways for how to physically read people's body language, what to do with your body, what to do with your hands, because that's always awkward. Am I right? This is really meant for people who are introverted, people who are amniverted, or even people who are extroverted who want to understand people that are introverted and amniverted so that you can approach someone, not make them feel overwhelmed or yourself not feel overwhelmed. And you can kind of keep conversation going, right? Because like, that's the hard part. A lot of times you can maybe start a conversation and then two minutes in, you're like, whoop, okay, you're rocking back and forth. This is awkward. Looking all the ways. Okay, cool. I'm going to go drop a drink now. Bye. You know, and like that doesn't form one that leaves a, probably a sour taste in the other person's mouth. Cause like, they're like, okay, that person was awkward. They're not a good communicator. I'm probably not going to refer anybody to them or I'm probably not going to collaborate with them, right? Like that's shitty. But if you can learn like the 25, rather 15, 15 icebreaker questions, I think I have a podcast episode on that. So go check that out. Um, But you also get that like as a bonus download um, when you download the, um, the masterclass. So yeah, you're learning things that are practical. You're learning takeaways. You're learning not necessarily not to be awkward, but like not care about being awkward at a networking event. And I think that that's really key. So as we start to do more things in real life, these skills are going to be imperative for you. So highly recommend the masterclass on networking skills for introverted dietitians. It's 11 bucks, guys. Do you know how much value is in this like hour and 20 minute masterclass? I didn't mean for it to be an hour and 20 minutes, but I kept telling stories and I think Honestly, I love learning from stories. Also, can we talk about how friggin' boring a normal masterclass is when someone just like goes through slides and doesn't give any like visuals? This is not like that. It's actually fun. So would recommend. Yeah, would recommend. And then you get to try those skills out at one of the upcoming Roundtable Rendezvous events. Did you see what I did there? I know. I'm good. Anyway, we have... I think 15 math, 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 14, 14, technically 15. And I'll tell you why in a second, 15 more roundtable rendezvous to go. So the next two, June 5th and June 6th are happening in Denver. And dude, you'd be surprised. Like my Denver ones are not sold out, but they are quite packed already. So if you are in the Denver area, snag your ticket quick because that one's coming up super quick and I want you to have save the dates. It's a Monday, Tuesday kind of situation, you know? So like an after work bevy with your RD besties or to be RD besties because, you know, we go vibe. Anyway, come to the Denver one if you're in Denver, June 5th or June 6th. It's not both. You can come to both. We, we've had people do that, but one, one is more than sufficient if, if that's what fits into your calendar. The next up is Chicago on June 10th, uh, sorry, 9th and 10th. That's a Friday, Saturday. Again, same vibe. Yo, if you're in Milwaukee, right? Milwaukee? Yeah. Come. Because that's only like an hour away. I Googled it. If you're in Northern Illinois, come. I Googled it. You're very close. Chicago is quite central to that whole Lake Erie region. Yo, I'm going to be... If that's not Lake Erie, that's awkward. Anyway, if you're along that lake and within an hour, hour and a half drive, come to one of the Chicago events. Stoked about those. And actually, a sponsor... Like a sponsor of the event is going to be at each one of them too. So if you come on Saturday, you'll get to meet Brian. Um, and then if you come on Friday, you'll get to meet Brooke of Bitchy Nutrition. So 
that's a fun times. That's a fun times. All of the times, fun times. Okay. And then I have like a week and a half break because, you know, sleep is important and playing with my puppy is important, as you know. So then I have a week break and then we're going balls to the walls again in late June. On June 23rd, I will be in Providence, Rhode Island. So if you're in the Boston area, if you're in Connecticut, if you're in PVD, yo, 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 what up? Come. It's going to be at the Narragansett Brewery and I haven't been there yet. And I'm really stoked about it. I don't remember the other breweries in the other cities, to be completely honest, but I love Rhode Island, which is why I'm doing it there and not Boston, because I don't like Boston. Sorry, everybody from Boston. Not sorry. I don't like that city. Anyway, maybe I'll tell that story at a different point, why I don't like Boston. Anyway, come to the one in PVD. Tell your PVD friends. Yo, where my JWoo people at? Come to that one. Would love to see you guys there. Then I'm going to go down to New York and... So that one's on a Friday night. Let me clarify. The one in Providence is on a Friday night. The one in New York is on a Sunday, June 25th. Technically happening in Brooklyn. So come on down to Brooklyn. It's going to be a super cute vibe. I actually picked all of these places based off of the vibe. And the one in Brooklyn gives me really good feels. So stoked about that. Then two days later, I will be in Philly. Also a super cute place. Actually, oh, what is her handle? Lore Sharp. Lore Sharp. Lauren Sharp. Laura Sharp, Lauren Sharp, gave me this recommendation for this place. Super cute. I'm pretty sure it's in like the fish something district, the fisherman's wharf district. No, that's not right. Sorry, Philly people. Please excuse me. Anyway, that place is going to be super cute. It's happening on Tuesday, the 27th of June. I'll be in Philly. And then I'm taking like a week long break, chilling in New York, hanging with my homies. Yeah, because I grew up there, in case you didn't know that. Fun fact, grew up in Astoria, Queens. What up, AQ? And then I'll be heading to Toronto, Canada on June, nope, July 5th. I'm really excited because this is actually a collab event that I'm doing with Elias of Snap Studio 55. And she's also one of the sponsors of the event. Um, But yeah, she's helping me host it up in Canada. And I'm super stoked to meet all of my Canadian Toronto in Toronto, 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 anyway, Toronto friends. (laughs) Oh my gosh, guys. And then I totally spaced on saying this one last time, but I'm actually doing another one in Vegas. So Vegas RDs, redeem yourselves, please (laughs) come to the, I actually changed the date because so many people were like, I can't come on a Saturday. And I'm like, yo, I get it. Vegas is like this crazy 24 seven town. And People be working all the time and that's some shit, you know? So I actually changed it to a Monday night from June 8th to June, or nope, July. From July 8th to July 10th. So now it's on a Monday night. You ain't got no excuses, people who work on weekends. And you got no excuses, people who work during the weekday because it's at night. So, cerveza that night, guys. Love that place. Really good pincheladas. Mm, delicious. Okay. Then I'm taking a nice long break because you guys are probably going to take a nice long break. You're going to go to Europe. You're going to go to Miami. I don't know where else people go during the summer. Maybe someplace cold to get out of the heat. I don't know. I'd probably go to Alaska during the summer to get out of Vegas heat, but we'll see. I don't think that's an option. I don't think it's in the cards. Nonetheless, waiting a month and then I'm going to hit up Charlotte, North Carolina. I think that's a North Carolina, not a South Carolina thing. Yo, I probably should have checked on that. Anyway, I'm going to be in Charlotte on August 11th, which I believe is a Friday as well. So that's an after work situation. And then I'm going to be in Miami on the 13th and the 15th. That is a Sunday and a Tuesday respectively. I'm actually super stoked because Miami, actually all of these places that I'm doing two days, I did um, like different breweries. So I'm really excited to like taste different beer, you know? Um, Also Miami is just a whole ass vibe. So if you're Miami, 
even if you're like partying in Miami and you want to come hang out with dietitians, yo, we are going to have a good time and some intense conversation, but also a good time, you know? Okay. And then this is what I kind of alluded to last week, but I really didn't have a solidified answer, but now I do because I booked a flight and I have to be there. So on August 26th, it is a Saturday. I'm going to be hosting a one day event in the San Jose area in NorCal. Um, I've had two RDs from the Campbell area reach out and they're like, yo, you got to do something here. So I'm like, oh, yo, I got to do something there. So we are going to be doing a low key, like one day event, potentially two days if I have enough people sign up. But right now, one day event (laughs) in the San Jose-ish area. So a little bit south of San Francisco is my understanding. Um, Maps. I'm actually really good at like geography and maps and cartography I think that's the art of making a map I don't think I'm good at that nonetheless I'm pretty good at the map things so I'm pretty sure San Jose is south of the Bay Area Um, but if you are in the NorCal or the Pacific Northwest apparently it's only an eight and a half hour drive from like the Portland Eugene Oregon area maybe like a nine and a half hour from Portland anyway would love for you guys to be there you can also fly there's this crazy thing called an airplane I know plane tickets are probably a little bit more expensive than driving but that is still an option so just throwing that out there for you And lastly, I'll be rounding out the trip in LA on September 10th and September 11th. That is a Sunday, Monday, respectively. I'm just stoked to like be in a warm spot. I assume it'll still be warm then, probably a wee bit chilly. But to have beach access during that time of year is going to be quite delightful. So LARDs, OCRDs, Santa Barbara RDs. I know San Diego is a schlep away, but guys, get on the five whether you're driving north or whether you're driving south and let's meet up in LA because I'm driving on the 15 and you know I'm going to hit traffic once I hit the 10 if you know what I'm saying you know what I'm saying you know what I'm saying you guys know what I'm saying anyway have you seen that skit I think it was from it was from like an old school SNL Did you think the five to the furrow file you know what I'm talking about no okay this got awkward anyway I would love to meet you guys in real life in one of these cities. So even if these cities are like adjacent to you and you don't necessarily live in the city, take this as an opportunity to meet some other really cool dietitians in your surrounding-ish areas because it's really good to know people who are around you. And I feel like already the people who are coming to these events are of a mindset to collaborate or at least want to start dipping their toe at the very least their pinky nail into collaboration so if you want to find a collab buddy if you want to find some like-minded people who may be in a different niche that's okay Um, if you want to find some like-minded people I think these are these are going to be your peeps at these events so would highly recommend whether you are in clinical whether you're an outpatient or you're a solopreneur or an entrepreneur or you're working in some type of corporate environment because that's a that's a whole ass vibe too right like whatever you're doing this event is for you. Don't feel like it's not. I'm here to support you. I'm here to connect you. And even if you work in the clinical space, I will probably know someone to connect you to. So give that a noodle and um, talk to you guys next week from down under. Apparently that's not what they call that. I asked Laura, Laura Jean of Dietitian Values. She's like, yeah, no, we don't say that. But okay, honey. Or maybe she didn't call me that. Anyway, I'm going to be in Australia and I'm not going to say down under again because I don't want to be called out. So see you guys next week from Australia. Toodles. Toodles.